Hey, it's Joyce. Every week, I have the chance to chat with an interesting, inspiring human and to share that conversation with you. Join me as I walk and talk with entrepreneurs, adventurers, and all sorts of people who are working hard to empower women and make the world a better place. Now listen, this is not some highly polished, formally produced podcast. It's just two humans out for a walk with the chance to learn from each other. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and join us. Hey, everyone. Joyce here, welcoming you to today's Walk and Talk, where our very special guest is a repeat performance by Leslie Seymour. <laughs> she is the former editor-in-chief of four different national magazines, including Moore and Marie Claire and Redbook and YM. And more recently, she's the founder of the Covey Club, which we will talk about a little bit, as well as the host of Reinvent Yourself uh, podcast. Uh, as I mentioned, Leslie's a repeat guest. So if you want to hear a little bit more about her personal journey, her personal reinvention, and her move to one of my favorite cities, New Orleans, I encourage you to give a listen to our previous walk and talk from January 19th, 2021. Leslie, thank you for being here once Great again. Great to be here. Happy to be here. So you are the founder of Covey Club. Would you like to share a little bit about your journey and what inspired you to do that? It's a lot of what we covered in our prior chat, but it kind of lays a little bit of the groundwork for what I really want to dig in today, which is sort of the second hat you wear. But let's talk a sure, little bit sure, about the sure. Covey Club first. Well, I, you know, people say to me, how did you, you know, why did you start Covey Club? It's like, because my other business went out of business because <laughs> there are no <laughs> other magazines. It, it's a, amazing when, when your whole sector of your profession disappears, you have to come up with something else. As you know, you're a serial entrepreneur, but um, you, when that happens, you're going to say, what do I do? Like, am I done or am I going to continue to do what I love to do, which is make women's voices heard, fight for women's issues, and also give women the, the tools and the education that they need to have a better life? Am I going to stop that just because paper magazines went out of business? And that was really the question when they closed more in 2016 that I had a face. And I said, you know, this is kind of what I do. You know, we all talk about what's your why, and that's my why. And you have to say, okay, is there no way to do my why anymore, or is it just a different vehicle? And so I opened up Covey Club. Covey is a small group of birds. And we originally thought we were going to be an online magazine. Ha, ha, ha. You can listen to the other podcast about that, how that's not viable. No one will pay for it. Doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. And then I leaned into the club part of it. I thought it was going to be a club all along, but I didn't know what that meant. And as we leaned in, what I found is that people were really coming to me for advice about reinvention. More was a lot about reinvention because it's that time of life. When you get to be 40, 50, 60, whatever you've been doing before, you might find you need to do something else and you've hit the top of your game or your game is going away because the thing you do has changed so much, or it's just time to do something else. And so you may need to reinvent yourself in some way. And people kept coming to me for reinvention. And even though Covey Club discusses everything from menopause to, you know, 
it's all midlife issues. Um, reinvention kind of became our thing, and there really weren't that many people working hands-on in the reinvention space, and so we kind of pivoted to that. And now what we do is we say we hold a space for you while you figure out what's next, and that's really what we know how to do. You know how to do it now. We educate. We teach a couple times a week. We have various ways of cross pollinating people. We put them together in little pods where they work together with like groups of five to seven women on projects. It could be elder care. It could be personal reinvention. It could be uh, career reinvention, writing, whatever it is your interests are. And now we have our 30-day challenges, which are really fun, where the whole club gets together and works for three, 30 days on tiny actions that you can do to move yourself along and create momentum. And it's all about helping women through change. As, as we know, change is hard to affect. And the thing I wanna tell everybody is you can change. Sometimes it just requires different techniques and learning to get it done. That's all. So you mentioned something just a moment ago around these 30-day challenges and small mm -hmm. changes. And that kind of mm -hmm. is the perfect segue to what I understand, what I've learned is another hat you wear, which is a mm -hmm. tiny habits coach. Uh, and yes. I, don't, I, I have so many questions. So let's start with <laughs> what, what are tiny habits and what does it mean to be a tiny habits coach? Well, what happened is, as I listened to women who were going through change and finding out what was keeping them from making movement, the big answer all the time was, it's too big. Like, it's too big. I don't know how to break it down. I don't know how to get started. I'm procrastinating because the mountain looks too big in front of me. And so I just, I do a lot of reading. I'm a big researcher. I ran into um, the book called Tiny Habits by B.J. Fogg, who is a, uh, a behavioral scientist out at Stanford. And I was so blown away by the book. I mean, it's, it's an amazing book if you're interested in tiny habits and how habits can be made and how they can change your life. That's the book to read. It's extraordinary, very dense, but he's the master. He did all the research. He figured it out. And I had to dig around, and I found out that they actually – had classes where they would teach you to coach in this. Now, I, the world doesn't need another coach, believe me. There are a million coaches out there, and they're terrific, and they come and teach at Covey. But I decided, you know, this is the one spot where I could be really useful myself to the Covey membership if I learned to actually teach this. And so I teach it four times a year. And the wonderful thing about tiny habits is that once you learn how to create tiny habits for one kind of thing in your life, it's a technique that you can apply to anything. You can do tiny habits for better sleep. You can do tiny habits for exercise, tiny habits to get yourself walking. You can do anything, and it's an actual behavioral design approach. And then once you understand it, you know, the world's your oyster. And the key to the whole thing is that he teaches you how to create these habits that hook on to habits you already have. The key is taking the habits that you do that are rote, like in the morning when you get up and you brush your teeth, 
or you make your bed, or you make your coffee, or you get in your car, or you sit down on the train, you hook the new tiny habit you want to do, which has to be less than 30 seconds long. And I'm sorry, we got a bunch of biplanes going by today. I don't know why I apologize. Who would guess? Like, there are no trucks on the streets, but there are biplanes in the air. I can't predict. But you it's New Orleans. Those. It's hard to predict things. It's New Orleans. What can I say? You might even hear a brass band as I go by, right? That's usually <laughs> what happens. But you hook these tiny 30-second new habits onto the thing you do every morning, and then you grow them. After they become a habit, after they become wedged into your schedule, because what by making them 30 seconds long, what it means is it gets rid of motivation. The reason why people don't change their habits is because they have motivation for, you know, a week or two weeks, and then they lose their motivation, right? What this does, it takes away the need for motivation. When a habit is only 30 seconds long, anybody can do it, you know? So if you want to, for instance, I... Yeah, Wait, can I just interrupt you? Yeah. So a tiny habit, sure. by definition, is it one that starts uh, at less than 30 seconds? Kind of what is a tiny yes. habit? And then I totally want to hear some is, examples. Yes. A tiny habit is a behavior or action that you can do in 30 seconds. That's the essence of it. It has no resistance because it's so small. And it's easy to do. It's not. It's something that you can do in 30 seconds without any effort. So I'll give you an example. I've been reading that um, what you. I've, it's very hot down here, a lot as you know, and I find myself often very dry mouthed and parched at the end of the day, and I don't want to drink a ton of water right before bed because then I'm up all night. So <laughs> I've been reading a lot of the brain science research and all that. And they said that um, if you drink an eight-ounce glass of water before your coffee in the morning, and you have your coffee a little bit later on anyway, it gives a chance for your hormones to adjust. And there are hormones that come into play later when your coffee hits and actually give you a bigger boost with the caffeine. And then you won't have the hydration problem later on. I was like, well, how am I going to get myself to drink eight? ounces of water in the morning before my coffee. This is not possible. So I thought, <laughs> let me try it with tiny habits. So you start with one ounce. And what I did is I said, after I put the coffee on, I will drink. So it's always a little, we call them recipes. So it always has an after eye. And then you say what you're going to do. So after I put my coffee on, I will drink one ounce of water. Who can't do that? You can so, do that. Oh, wait. I, um, I, I have so many questions, right? So how, here's one of my challenges with this idea, which of course I love, but I, I'm thinking specifically about this morning water habit. And yes. I know me, I would forget, Leslie. So <laughs> how do you, do you, you do want... something to remind yourself? Yes. So the, it's, a, it's a whole system. There's first of all coming up with the 30-second behavior that you want to do. The second one is looking for what we call your these tiny actions that you already do, the, the things that you do in your life already that we're looking on. And then the third thing, the thing that he's probably going to end up being known for 
is what he calls celebration. And celebration is what hooks it into the brain. If you know anything about the brain, the reason why the brain loves, the reason why you can't break your chocolate addiction is because it releases dopamine, right? One of the things you're looking for in, you know, exercise is all those great hormones that are released that create positivity in the brain. And that's why you come back to it. Your brain will come back to anything that's positive. So once you find your tiny habit, once you find your old routine that you have, the, the place where you're going to hook your new habit into, so you do it each time you do this thing that we call celebration. And it can be any kind of personal thing that makes you feel what we call shine, which is something good and upbeat. And it could be as simple as saying, you go, girl, or this is great, or how fabulous. Or you could say it in your head, even, or you could just use hand motions, because that's the brain hack. The brain hack lays down the dopamine, and that's how why your brain remembers it. And I used to try to do it without the celebration because I thought that was so silly. I was, I'm not really like a jumping around kind of person. <laughs> and it didn't work. It didn't work. And then literally every time, it's, he's basically using the same system that you'd use to train an animal. There's a book called Don't Shoot the Dog that you can also read. You'll see there's a lot of the same, a lot of the same stuff, which is you can't, you can't have the dog do a good thing and then an hour later say, oh, and by the way, remember when you rolled over like that? Here's a treat for that. He's not going to get right. it, right? You have to have this thing that happens the second that you do the good thing, and that's called celebration. And it's, it's a brain hack that lays down the dopamine. And it's not a reward. Like I have people say to me, oh, can I eat a piece of chocolate? It's like, no, it's not that. It's this internal positive feeling you want to give yourself. And you're fooling the brain to pump out some dopamine. Your brain will come back to dopamine. And maybe for the first week, you might forget. You might forget to do it here and there. But as long as you come back to it, after a while, it becomes such a habit that after you've done it for, say, a week or two and you're doing just the one ounce, you're going to be like, oh, I can now do, I can do two ounces or three ounces. And then you start to grow your habit. And now I drink eight ounces of water. And I, it really does help everything for me. And I didn't think I could do that, but you can. And people do all kinds of things. People who want to read before bed, people who want to stop picking up their phone all the time is the first thing that they do. They do things like, and each person comes up with the thing that will work for them. I mean, we have some ideas that we can offer. But um, this one guy I was coaching said, you know, his big problem was he's always reaching for his phone. So he came up with this idea of tapping the phone 20 times before looking at it. <laughs> and weirdly, <laughs> that stops him from looking at it. it gets because who really, really wants to do that? <laughs> right. But it's incredible. You can replace habits. You can change habits over. You can grow habits. And what you can do is 
you can create more positive things in your life. There's a, a habit that he said is the most popular habit. It's called the Maui habit. And I have people who have testimonials about how this small change in the morning has changed their life. There are people who talk about this. It does work for me, but I don't do it all the time. But when I'm feeling like I need a good boost, I'll do it. He lives in Maui part-time, so it's easy for him to call it the Maui habit. So he turns around. He said, after I put my feet on the floor in the morning, I will say it's going to be a great day. You That's it, stop. right there. That's mm -hmm. it. And then you need your little celebration, whatever you do to celebrate personally. It could be a lot of times what I say to people who are like, well, I don't know how to celebrate. You say, what do you say when your kid does something good? Or what do you say when your dog does something good? Or what do you say when your team does something good? Is it like, yay, or whatever that stupid thing is, you do it. You just do it. That's the hack. And people, you can't believe what this does for setting intention. Like, if you say to yourself, I'm going to have a great day today, I know this sounds really California, and I'm not from California, but it really works. Like, try it. All I can say to everybody, try just try it for a week. You'll be shocked. It takes you 30 seconds. That's probably 10 seconds, right? Just see what it does for you. It's, it's, it's going to be a great day. That's what we're looking for. It's going to be a great day. Feet on the floor. The minute you put your feet in, if you forget and go to the bathroom and come back, just turn around, sit down, put your feet on the floor and say, oh, it's going to be a great day. And then celebrate you know what? your two thumbs I'm in gonna, the air, whatever it is. I'm going to challenge my team to do this for a week. This is going to be a week-long project Good. for our team. And uh, we will report back for sure. Report back. So see what, I will. See what so can you use these tiny habits? to lay the foundation for something bigger, right? So yes, what about somebody absolutely. who wants to write a book? You can't write a book in 30-second oh, bits, you, can you? Right, but you start. But the thing with habits, the hard part about habits is finding the way, finding the path. Just, just like you said, Joyce, you're afraid you'll forget, right? That's why they're recipes, and you put them into the flow of things you already do. So you look for those motions. So if I want to write a book, it would be, I'm not going to put in my tiny habit, sit down and write one chapter. It's going to be uh, after I sit down, after I open my computer each morning, I will write two sentences. That's it. Done. Checkbox. I wrote two sentences. Celebration. You go, girl. In a week, I'm going to write a paragraph. In the next week, I'm going to write two paragraphs. The problem with Americans is that this BS about go big or go home, mm -hmm. that doesn't work for habit formation. It does not work for habit formation. Habits have to start small. And there is a whole, there's a whole scientific continuum that I teach. You can see the actual graph if you'd like to see things visually which shows motivation and ability on a graph and where these two things meet. When you have, when you have um, high motivation and high ability, you can get a new habit done, but you can also do it when you have low motivation and high ability. So if it's 30 seconds, you can still create a habit. The problem is for most of us, 
is that the motivation is too high required to keep us going, and that's why we don't do it. We rely on something that's very moody. It has to do with your mood. I mean, you know the – I mean, I'm, I'm a gym rat, and so – I used to every January get really annoyed at my old gym. I would pull into the parking lot and there'd be no, <laughs> I know where this is going. Yep. You know where this is going, right? Oh yeah. And I'd be like, okay, I'll just wait the six weeks. And in six weeks, they'll all be gone. We know that the gym knows that they count on that. They make their money that way, right? They yep. know you're not going to keep the, the motivation yep. up because you're relying on motivation. Remote motivation is not a good predictor of success. But creating the easy way to do it is. And um, anyway, I would say to anybody who really wants to learn it, read the book. You can come join the Cubby Club and, and, and uh, you know, come to the teachings and learn it as well. And um, it's, it's a scientific method of making sure that you're not governed by motivation only. I mean, think about it for your walking, right? Like if you wanted a tiny habit of for getting, you know, starting to walk, say you're a couch potato, you wouldn't say, go out and walk for an hour. You'd say, so for some people, it would be just put on the sneakers for a week. That's it. Stand at your door. Put on the sneakers. That's it. Go home. That's it. Go back to bed. The next week is <laughs> put on your sneakers and walk just down your block. It sounds silly, but that's how it works. Our 30-day challenges are very similar to that. Those are things that I made up myself. The reason why tiny habits made sense to me is I had been moving along this track by myself, just figuring out how through something I call just five-minute actions, like when you break down something you have to do, like I'm a writer, and if I want to write an article, if I put in, you know, write article for Joyce and I know I owe you one and I haven't done it yet but oh and I, I owe you one too there, <laughs> yeah but if I say write article for Joyce on Tuesday it's not going to happen but if I put in there and I say draft ideas for Joyce one week and then the next Thursday I say write outline for Joyce the next week and then the next week is do a draft I'm more likely to do that because I can I can actually handle it. So I've been doing these 30-day challenges where we make a, a calendar, and it's different than tiny habits. We're not establishing habits. We're just breaking down actions into small bite-sized pieces and layer they, layering them on top of each other. So what I do is I have the group we talk about, say it's for reinvention. We just did a big reinvention one, and people wanted to, you know, reinvent their house. This one woman started cleaning her closets, like she couldn't take her closets anymore. She started with organizing her closets. Um, another woman ended up giving herself the challenge of writing a poetry book. She wrote a poem every single day and ended up with a book in a month. I mean, people do crazy, crazy things, but they can be much smaller than that. Like just, you know, I want to be a runner, say. So the first day you're going to put your sneakers on and you're going to run to the end of the block. The next day, you're going to run that block and the, the next block. The next day, you're going to run, and you write these down into your calendar, and they're five minutes. By the end of a month, how much have you run? You're pretty so far along. You're no, 
you're no longer just you're no longer just saying I want to do this. You are already what you said you want to do. Right? You know what I'm saying? The momentum is yeah. there. One of the one of the hardest things about starting something new is momentum, right? Is how do you once the flow is started, it's easier to be in it than getting that car going from a cold start. And that's what what we try to do with and the group and we meet, you know, we meet twice a week and we talk about our wins and our losses. And people find the check-ins really helpful, you know, when you have your friends saying, "Hey, did you did you run that block today?" The chances are, I mean, we know this about voting. That's why you get the calls during voting time if people say to you, "I'm going to go out and vote," even if it's a stranger. You get 66% more likely to actually vote. So if you make a commitment with another group of people that I'm actually going to run that block, you'll do it. It's just weird stuff about the brain. That's all. I talk about this and I write about this myself a little bit, around, only around the idea that I think there's something seriously wrong with our wiring that we are more likely to show up for commitments we make to other people than to ourselves. Like, I just think that's bad wiring. Yes, correct. 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 Yeah. You would think that. No, we're we very good. Yeah. <laughs> we're very good about, and women are in particular, very good about taking care of other people. Look, that's how we're born. We're born to do that, right? That's what we're supposed to do. We do all that, and we're the last one in line. And often we're out of steam for taking care of ourselves. Like there's no way, there's no way I'm going to forget about giving my cat her thyroid pill, right? But I might forget mine, right? It's like insanity. Like how could I possibly do that to that poor animal and forget to give her a pill? I won't because I'm a born nurturer, right? But myself, I could be last in line. And we're all like that. And I suppose there are two ways to look at that. My way, which is to be annoyed at the fact that I think it's bad wiring, and your way, which is to say, this is how we're wired. Now, how can we make that work for ourselves? How can we Correct. be sure that we're using that wiring to help us get where we want to go? So I think I need to put yes. my kind of bitching about it aside. <laughs> yes, bitching doesn't help. Bitching doesn't Apparently help. Apparently not. Hack your way. No, hack your way. You know what, Joyce? I mean, you know, you have to hack your way around obstacles. And we've had to do that our whole lives. I mean, you know, anytime I wanted a promotion at work, nobody just came up to me and tapped me on the shoulder and said, oh, you're doing such a good job. Here's a promotion, which is what I thought it was going to be, right? That's how dumb I was in the beginning. And instead it was like, oh, I want to do X. How do I figure out to let these people who think I can only do Y, how can I show them that I can do X as well? I'm not going to let go of Y because I know they're freaked out. They need Y covered. How do I, how do I do that? And so, I mean, I think most of us have been hacking our way around obstacles our whole lives. And women are natural obstacle. You know, we have to get over obstacles. I mean, what happens when you have a family? You know, it's like, where does the responsibility still fall? <laughs> you know, it's like, 
you're going to make sure the family is fed if no one else is going to. You hope you get enough help, but you may not. So what are you going to do? You're going to make it happen, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. And so it's the the key, I think, for so many of us is to take those natural skills, talents, wiring, whatever you want to call it, and be Turn sure that ahead. you're using them. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Turn them Love to it. work um, for you. Turn them to right, work for exactly. you. Exactly. Turn them exactly. Um, it's given me a lot I'll to just think give about you a, today, actually. I'll just give you a funny story along that line that I just found out from my adult kids was that when I used to travel, when I was running like Mary Claire, I had to be out of the country 60 days a year. Oops, there's our alarm for us. Hold on. Let me turn that off. Um, and my husband, who was a typical guy, was taking care of the kids. And I would leave him all these instructions about how to feed them and what to feed them and blah, blah, blah. And they just told me, oh, no, Dad took us out for every meal, including breakfast. <laughs> I'm like, you did what? This is in the suburbs. You have to get in a car before school and go to a diner? That's what he was doing? Rather than just make something right there in the kitchen, which was so easy before you all go to school? I was like, you know what? Different way of handling it. Not what I would have done, but hilarious, right? Yes, and hilarious that this <laughs> that you learned this so many years right. later. Right, like finally, they were holding like, out. Yeah, they were holding out because I was yeah, like, you know, why they were holding out? They didn't want right. They didn't want it to change. They loved it. Right, <laughs> they liked it. No, they like going to IHOP in the morning. But who goes out to, you know, a meal every day when you have a house? Like that's insane, and you're working. You know that's insanity. Anyway, it's hilarious, Leslie. If people want to discover more about you and the work you do at Covey Club, and more about your Tiny Habits Coaching programs through yes. Covey Club, give uh, we yes. will link them all in the show notes. But give for those uh, people who are out walking, just give them where to find you. Yes, come to us at CoveyClub.com, and it's C-O-V-E-Y Club.com. And check in, grab the newsletter, it's free. And then once you get the newsletter, you'll hear about the pods we do, you'll hear about the 30-day challenges, you'll hear about the tiny habits coaching, come join us. And we would love to have you. Our women are amazing executives like Joyce and me who are all out there to help each other get to the next level. That's our goal. We all have to help each other. All of us have different skills, and we're all working together to make sure that everybody finds that next thing. And you can. It's just very hard to do it all by yourself. And as I said, we like to hold a space for you while you figure out what's next. And people do. I, I can't even tell you that it's going to start telling some of the success stories because um, we have so many interesting things that have happened, people doing business with each other, People sharing dog breeders, people teaching each other about health coaching certifications they need to get. Really very interesting stuff. So come join us. And we're also on social media, Instagram, Facebook, under Love it. Leslie, thank you so much for the time today and sharing your wisdom and inspiring me to take on a few new tiny topics in my own life. Cool. I can't wait to see what you do. <laughs> Love Let it. Let me know we'll how talk the soon. Mary Habit goes. All right, I will. Care. All right. Bye. All right. Ciao.
Thank you for joining us for today's Walk and Talk. Catch new episodes featuring inspiring guests every week in all the places podcasts live. Until then, I wish you happy trails.